Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, first of all, for being here and streaming the show. What you guys may have not known is due to COVID-19, Marlon and I have been practicing social distancing, and we've been using Skype to record our episodes for the past couple at this point. Um, this episode in particular, due to connection, it might not be the best in certain areas when it comes to audio. We apologize for that, and bear with me, okay, as I begin to really learn how to work and navigate Skype and how to edit it properly. We're going to fix it for next episode, but let's get into this show. Just when you thought it was safe in the hood, just when you thought <laughs> it ain't safe no more, it ain't safe no more. Grab mm-hmm. your nope. grab your mask. I ain't talking scarer. Grab your gloves. It is about that time. Yes. Um, welcome to. Did you use hand sanitizer one on one? Face mask etiquette 203. Thank you guys. That's when I Uh, did you wash your hands for 20 seconds or more 305. (laughs) Okay. Um and six feet or miss me 206. (laughs) (laughs) Six feet or miss me 206. Bitch, I hate you. (laughs) Yes, welcome to Social distance, um, excuse me, social distancing 505. All right, yes, I love it. Master, mm-hmm. master level, just don't touch me. <laughs> give me. Give me six feet or better. Matter of fact, give me better. Welcome to a show that, um, we, we continuously come here every week and we ask this question. And my god, you would think hmm. by now we didn't have to ask it anymore, but. Literally, um, this week, I'd rather go by the alias, um, damn, what can I go by this week? I gotta think. I am gonna be, I'm gonna be Lysol. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're gonna be Lysol this week. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can be Lysol and I'm gonna be Purell this week. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna yes. call it Purell. We're gonna call it out. Call it out. Lysol or Purell. That's it. Don't Since call it like only the medical only the medical professionals can buy her now. So, you know, I'm gonna embody Purell because if you try to go on Amazon and buy either of those girls, they're not having it. You need credentials. <laughs> I'm going to be the elite of all the children. I'm going to be Lysol, okay? Because yes, all, yes. all the children want some Lysol in their lives, okay? I killed them. Listen, um, no filter. This week, this week, we are, of course, um, if you guys have not noticed, we are not alone. Um, we've been on a roll when it comes to these guests, my God. And you know what? COVID-19 has done the damn thing with us getting in gear with these guests because <laughs> as soon as she happened, Lonnie was like, you know what, bitch? 
we gonna make this pop and we gonna have guests er motherfucking week. So let's do it. I am mad. Um, and this week is no different. We have a guest. Um, and we normally don't introduce our guests. We are uh, not allow our guests to introduce themselves. So, sir. Introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> um, what's up, everybody? My name is Medino Green, and I am a hip hop artist from Queens, New York. <laughs> Medino Green is in the house. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. And our, <laughs> and our drunken shenanigans, by God, um, bless it. So this show will be like every other. Um, it's time for us to um, to decide that it's time to get up and wash our hands for twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. That, lo- that lovely, lovely thing I like to call the scroll on. Let's do it. So um, this week is a little condensed. Um, this slight ratch. Um, we're gonna touch briefly on Rona news. I'm, I think I'm gonna start calling it that. It's gonna be its own segment. I'm gonna call it Rona news. Yes, Rona news in the age of Rona. Let's talk about it. Um. So this week, um, a major, another major festival has been canceled. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but the Black community was heartbroken to get the official news that Essence Festival for this year has officially been canceled. Um, which a lot of people are not happy about, especially due to the fact that that festival is supposed to take place in Jan- um, excuse me, January, July. Um, wow. In an official statement, they specified, we are confirming today that we will no longer move forward with the 2020 Essence Festival of Culture, Live Experience, and look forward to returning to New Orleans in 2021. That's basically what they said in Essence, um, we're canceling this shit for this year. Now... Yeah. The thing is, if you guys have not noticed, um, Pride has not officially canceled yet either. It they has. have not given. They did. Yeah, they have. They, I know they, they have it? here in Massachusetts. They've definitely put that out there. Like Pride is canceled. Everything is going to resume twenty twenty one. That's what I've been seeing. Like a lot of Black Pride has been like canceling. I know DC Pride canceled. Um, I'm not sure about Atlanta. I think they should have canceled as well. I think all like big group settings need to just be like, not this year, y'all. <laughs> like, not this year. <laughs> New York Pride has yet to pull the plug. Um, black most black prides have pulled the plug. Um, I know Philly Relay was already canceled. Um, DC Black Pride was definitely canceled because it's like one of the first. So we have that's because we the fuck be knowing. That's why we ain't playing with this shit. They like fuck all that. Black folks like mm, y'all can keep that. We'll see y'all next year. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, you could pop your coochie for a real one in twenty twenty one if we can. Um, but that is definitely one of the biggest things to get canceled that I've seen thus far. Um, remember, they pushed Coachella back to October. That shit is gonna get canceled. Um, you know what? Has anybody heard if Afropunk has officially pulled the plug yet? Not, they have not made any announcements to their festival this year as of yet. For what I've seen, mm-hmm. they haven't. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of festivals, if they didn't push it back, they canceled it. Um, a lot of tours have yet to be officially canceled. Oh, <laughs> because I love us for real. Um, 
Ticketmaster has done a little thing where they went on and they did not officially announce. They specified that um, if you're the concert that you paid a ticket to see, if it has not officially canceled, you cannot get a refund. Ooh, shame. Read the guidelines because now they're saying it has to be flat out canceled for you to get your money back. So how tired. Oh. Yeah. Well, what if what if it's kind of like an obvious thing? Like this should be canceled, but they haven't canceled it yet. It's they still don't count. It gotta be. But flat see, out you know what? They're gonna run into some bullshit because I can see people trying to be greedy and try to hold on to like the very last minute to this event. But like, if you do that and like keep your event live, like what happens when you have people starting to show up at your shit because you didn't yeah. cancel it? There you go. That's uh people gonna get real dirty with this. I can't stand that. <laughs> That's so fucking yeah, watching the news. That's what it sounds like. That too, because there's a lot of festivities that have even been pushed, like a lot of them are trying to push back as far as possible as they can, and it ain't looking the, looking too good in their favor. Um, well, <laughs> while we're here talking about Miss Rona, let's give her a full moment to display the idiocity that has come from um, the officials, let alone some states. Now. Uh, here in the Tri-State area, they did announce that I think New York and New Jersey decided to extend their stay-at-home ordinance until May 15th. Now, it came from the White House that some states can begin to reopen. And I want both of you to take a wild guess that the first state decided that they wanted to slightly begin to reopen. Oh, I think I already know. New York? Texas. Very close. Continue. Texas just opened their beaches, but who did it? Bitch, you guessed it. It was fucking Florida. Florida. Florida Florida doesn't have a lot of cases, though, from what I know. Oh, no, 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 no. It gets better. So they decided to slightly start to reopen the state um, as well as their beaches. And they have it to where certain time frames and it can be no more than 50 people on the beach at a time. That's impossible. It's very. So then it came, um, basically they showed videos of the beaches, like not that many people practice a social distancing, but yet the beach is open. And the Miami Herald put out information that close to 1,500 new cases have emerged in Florida. 1,500? And we have reopened the beaches with certain time frames that you're allowed on them, but we did this. Texas is number two with deciding to slowly start to reopen their state. Um, I believe they said with some car side services, but they still have to practice social distancing. Now, of course, the South is the one that start reopening the state. Always. But you already knew. Florida is literally the evil stepchild. They're like, no, let's let's be the first. Listen, it ain't even that deep. Not to mention Florida in a house. Not to mention Florida has nothing but senior citizens in it. If you really pay attention, outside of Miami, that's very true. That's very true. Nothing but senior citizens in Florida. Right, there's much elderly people, and those elderly people are prone to 
getting sick faster. So it's kind of just like, like, I don't know. <laughs> I let them run a state. <laughs> right, exactly. Run it, kinda, run it to the ground. It's kind of fucked up because Trump, the agent Cheeto, is again showing his ass by um, basically like telling states that they have the um, authority to like do whatever they want or whatever they feel is necessary for their state, which is yeah, which is I don't I, like I'm on a fence with that because I get it like you're the president, but you are allowing other you know like. Um, governments to pretty much like run their own state how they want to run it instead of like putting your foot down and saying no this is this you're kind of just like oh well you know you run this so you pretty much handle it yourself type of thing you're kind of just like not really showing authority if that makes sense yeah but that's also kind of running us into the dirt because if you if you give people the authority to do what they want to over their state right so let's say out of the 50, like three or four decide that, oh, we're just going to open the back, open back up. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's not standing in solidarity. So you still have these five pockets <laughs> of people that are like opening it back up to do whatever. And if they get overrun with more cases and then those people start traveling and all of a sudden, you're not helping. It's not helping at we all. all have to, this is a, at all. a community situation. We have to stand together in order to like get through all this. It's just it's crazy. I don't know. I feel like the other uh, nations are looking at us like we a third world country now because they seem to be pretty advanced in progressing with trying to resolve the issue, and we kind of just looking like desert storm right now. <laughs> For real. Well, it gets well. Kids, hold your seat. It gets worse. <laughs> so, uh, an Ohio prison has announced that more than 1,300 inmates have tested positive for coronavirus. I seen that. I just saw that on the news. I was like, yo, they are going to, yo, 2020 is definitely about to be the year of the apocalypse that we all thought was going to happen in 2000. <laughs> for real, 1,300? And they 1300. can't leave. They have to they stay can't. there. Yep. Mass testing is undergoing at three facilities housing the, housing the prisoners. This is the Marion Correction um, Institution, Pickaway Correction Institution, and Franklin Medical Center. Um, the prison, uh, prison officials are isolating inmates and using sanitation crews to disinfect common areas, says spokeswoman um, of Ohio, De- Ohio Department of Rehabilitation. But the thing is with that is that nobody's going to show symptoms right away if their body is not allowing them to, which means a lot of tests are going to be ran on people multiple times to confirm that they're in the clear just to move them into a safe space that's sanitized. And that's going to take forever. Mm-hmm. Realistically, spe- realistically speaking, that's going to take forever because that's you might not have crazy. it today. You might not have it today. But you might have it next week. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's gonna be a never ending cycle. Like that just, I don't know. This shit is wild, yo. Very <laughs> wild. This and I'm wild. really concerned with how did it get into the jails? Like, were people flying all over the country and then coming here, getting locked up, spreading it? Like, what the hell? Like, I thought that was just on the outskirts. How did Questions it translate into the jails? Answers. Yes. 
How did it get into the jails? See, mm-hmm. are convicts traveling? Are felons traveling? Like, what? I mean, well, motherfuckers got um, cell phones to make uh, OnlyFans porn, so maybe. <sighs> so it's being and spread. Then... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm just keeping it real. I have seen quite a few wait. clips lately, and I'm just wait. like, I don't wait. get it. Like, nobody's supposed wait. to have cell phones. Wait, did you DJ just Kwai. say? Did you just say? Or make an assumption that they possibly caught Rhoda from OnlyFans? First of all, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if we want to roll with that, it is possible because there is prison porn out there. Check your Twitters. It's out there. I have to agree, there is. I've seen some videos and I'm just like, how did you get that cell phone in there? And First of all, who put you onto that website? The children are and how are you in the prisons right now? And not to and not to mention, how are you getting compensated for your OnlyFans when you have to have a bank account attached to it? Is it going like directly on your books? Is that how we doing it now? It may be going directly on the books, or it may be going to someone, and that person is putting the money on their books. It may be like a third, a middleman in the process of that. They're finding ways to bring in more income because clearly, you know, we strap the cash in these days. This was before oh, this all started. Guys. Yeah, for real. Real shit. This started well before this started. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you really say, like, bitch, how y'all getting paid? Listen. It, okay, fine. <laughs> um, look, okay, bitch, fine. you see their nutty bars, all right? <laughs> they need their nutty bars. They need their oatmeal cream pies and their cigarettes. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing it with either one of you today. Um, so. Um, so let's get to the more, let's get to the two political things before we get to the ratchet. Um, cause it's one topic I'm holding to the very end because I'm going to have a cackle. Um, oh, shit. So, yeah, that's right. It's time to cut up. So there is a pastor in Louisiana, um, by the name of Tony Spell. He is challenging people to donate their stimulus checks to churches. A scam? I see the that. scandal. I saw that he I don't I never watched the video, but I saw like the the video I saw like the video clip, but I never got into it. So I know who you're talking about. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. why would you want people to donate probably the only check that they're gonna have for God knows how long to your church? What is the church going to do? He's saying that his, he and his wife have donated the stimulus checks. Their son has done so. Donate to these people that have gone without tide and this, that, and the third. I'm like, but y'all do realize most of the people that work inside of a church all have nine to fives. Even right. the So where's my money about stuff like this? Right, because what I don't think people realize is that the churches are supposed to be doing, they are a service to the community. So while you're taking all this money in from people's stimulus checks, like Dino said, what are you doing for the community? Like, where's that money going? Because right. we ain't having service. Right. So, we're not having service. We're not having a cookout. We're not going on a trip. So where's the no money going? Bible, so, so what are we doing? Like, what's going we on? We ain't nothing. got no new uniforms, no new Bibles, um, no new choir robes, nothing. How about this? Have you even decided to go out of your way to go to a food bank to feed the homeless in the community? Hello. 
Have you done anything for the community for us to sit here and say we're going to give you our whole check? If you don't give nothing, I'm not giving you shit. Exactly, I'm not giving you shit. So, some Corona got people losing their damn minds. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get to the ratchet. Um, hold on, let's see what I got. I got. Well, no, actually, before we even get to the ratchet, so, um. I don't know if you've seen the story because I surely shared it on my Twitter, Marlon. Um, so there was a TikTok that went up and it exposed these two students in Georgia um, who made a racist TikTok. Now, in the TikTok, they basically showed the ingredients for to create a, was create what they called a nigger or nigger. And they put a bunch of stereotypes in, like, as water, like, you know how people have been doing, like, the ingredients to make a person. They did that to do um, emulate niggers. And, well, their school got wind of it. And, uh, yep, and they were supposed to graduate. They've been receiving death threats. Old girl is getting upset because now her whole future is screwed up off of one video. And she said she wants everyone to stop. See, here's my thing. You do shit like this, and then you want to bring your white tears into it when people retaliate. That sh- like th- shit like this shows white folks' level of like privilege and how much they feel like unscathed and like untouchable to shit like this. Like, sis, you what did you think was gonna happen? What what did you think? people were going to do when you put this shit up. Oh, so you thought us niggers was just going to like lay down and take it? Like, oh yeah, master, that's right. That's exactly how we made it. Nah, bitch. You got to die, ho. Like, you thought that people weren't going to say And I'm like, like, I don't want nobody to die, but sis, if you stop breathing, I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, it's, it's sad, but it's, it's, it's messed up. Like, we have taking shit like this for entirely too long, an eternity, like, almost our entire existence. Like, motherfuckers have said we are not our ancestors. We meant that shit and no, sis, like, this is not that. And you was about to graduate, so now you fucked up and you done, your whole life has crumbled because you decided to be a racist dickhead. Yeah. And now you crying. What you crying for? I don't think people think about the consequences that they're going to have when they do those things because they think it's all fun and games. And then once they realize, like, oh, shit, like, my life is completely ruined now, it makes it difficult because, I don't know, I think she's still with that dude. So that's one thing that has me, like, confused. Like, why would you still want to pursue a relationship with someone who has clearly brainwashed you, as you said, and kind of, like, ruined, well, not kind of, did ruin your future? Because you can't go to another school where you can go to another school but once you provide them with your name they're gonna just be like oh you're the girl that did this you know what i'm saying including employers so it's kind of just like you really destroyed your entire existence by trying to be funny on a social platform that you know people go viral in a matter of clicks seconds yes for real i mean i don't feel bad for her I mean, this cup right here, y'all see this cup? It's, mm. it's the assorted white tears. 
Um, I don't feel bad. Um, when you and your boyfriend decide to jump in front of a camera and perpetrate every type of stereotype against black people, call us niggers and you did not, and you did it as a slur. And now you want everyone to feel bad for you because you're losing everything. Oh, did you not realize because of your privilege that your actual actions have fucking consequences? Or did you and mommy not have that conversation when both of you decided to be racist bigots? Now you want to blame your boyfriend when just like homophobia, racism starts at home. So don't just blame him. Blame your family too. Real shit. Now, while you decide whether you want to try and pursue to get your actual diploma or your GED, just remember every bit of that recipe that you put in there for niggers because there's actually niggers that actually have high school diplomas and college degrees. Meanwhile, you'll be struggling to find a school to accept you or have to eventually get your GED. So for you, sis, this is your white tears clink, clink. and my wine glass. I mean, clink, clink but bitch, on top of that, bitch, welcome to what being a nigger is. How about that? Mm. So how about Have everything you? taken away from you in the blink of an eye. Welcome. Nice and, there, and then there's that. Um, hmm. Now, mm. I'm going to be on to the ratchet. It's the time for the ratchet shit. It's time for the ratchet shit. Um, oh, myself together. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to give you a coin toss. Actually, I'm going to let um, Dino actually give, do the coin toss to this one. You have three options to choose the next story that we're going to talk about. Are you ready? Oh, okay. shit. Um, we're one is before Robert. Um, dodging court fees or strip club at home. So before Robert, dodging court fees or strip club at home? Dodging court fees. Let's talk about it. So the game, aka JC and JC on oh, no. That's right. Um it came out in a settlement. I don't know if you um are familiar with this. Um <gasps> He actually had one of the contestants on his reality show with VH1 sue him for sexual assault, and he was dodging paying her $7 million. And well, a judge oh. said, you're going to stop wasting my fucking time and decided <laughs> to um, have the royalties from his most recently released album, Born to Rat, along with his record label, handed over to Priscilla Rainey as a part of his $7 settlement. Oh. The shade that pays, goddamn! I'm so bothered by this. Like this, this could go. This is so bad on so many levels. I feel like, and I'm. I don't know this girl, and I don't know the game neither. I feel like there's always three sides to every story: his side, her side, and then the actual the truth. truth. And I feel like. Somewhere down the line, there's a misconnection or something from her story was fabricated or, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, exaggerated to get her to a place where she can do that because this man has children. So what if he's using 
those record sales and that record label to take care of his kids. You've taken that from him because of something that may or may not have happened. You know what I well, mean? Dino, I'm gonna stop you right there. Shut me up. Just, just when you thought <laughs> that it was over, oh no. Um, Jason has taken to his Instagram and uploaded several bands to prove that he is not broke at all and left a caption like this now deleted post. People out here dying from the Rona and Bly's over here creating false narratives from, from their, for their Waffle House Roach who's doing anything for her thirsty ass can try to take money from me. He's broke. She's got all the money. What he gonna do now? Better go record another album, etc. I'm enjoying retirement, exclamation marks. Y'all been talking, she got $7 million for seven years, yet here I am, laid up tipsy off of my fifth quarantini watching Tiger King. LOL. They'll find Carol Bass's husband before she ever, she'll ever get a penny from under my back seat. Coming up next, oh. a stop by the bank to dump this shit in. The grocery store to reopen up on pop to re up on pop tarts. Then to go to the house to start money heist season three, etc. A black uh, black as fuck Netflix for life. ABC, Little Fires, Hulu are all fire too. And if you got any of these dope shows below, blogs leave me alone. I'm happy and chilling, dog. LOL. Um, blah, 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 I repeat, leave me alone to figure out how we gonna open outside again. Stay home, stay safe. Well, all right, there's been a false narrative. Uh, I mean, he, yeah. he got the money. So. <laughs> Just when you wanted to feel bad. Listen, Just when like, you wanted to feel bad. I mean, it could also be a front as well. Again, like, we don't know him or his situation, so it could be a front or it could be, you know, a real thing. But a lot of times, like, we hear a lot of these stories all the time with women saying that men are sexually assaulting them and they try to get so much money out of these men and then we later on find out she wanted to be an inspiring artist or, you know, like a a movie star or something like that. And I'm not saying that's the case because I don't know her, but normally Normally, that's what we see later on down the line. It's just a sad situation, you know. He got caught up with somebody. Maybe he felt like he could trust her at the time. They did whatever they did. It didn't work in her favor, and things got ugly, and then it turned into this. Regardless of what, taking $7 million from somebody, that's, you know, some people don't see a million dollars in their life. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That man could drop dead today because of his gang affiliation, and who going to take care of his kids? That's $7 million that could have took care of his kids and their kids, you know, if they were able to, you know, move the money around like that. So, I just think it's a terrible thing, but I mean, good luck to that man and good luck to that woman. <laughs> be blessed. I mean, be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. So, yeah. Marlon, since Dino chose that story, it's your turn to pick. Are we going to talk about before Robert, uh, the, strip, the strip club at home? Because I need to know what the fuck this is about. I feel like I know who this is about. <laughs> who is it about, Dino? I feel like this is about Tory Lanez. Um, no, this isn't about quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. (laughs) It's not, even though I do love, sidebar, before we even get to this next topic, I do love the fact of how he showed love to Lizzo and how he just showed, yes, you can love all types of women, no matter their shape or body size. Right. 
because Lord knows he did look like he was about to have a moment on camera when she said, Sorry, I don't have on no panties. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he like, he's about to lose his religion. <laughs> but anywho, no, this isn't about him. It's about Blueface. So, that's right. I said strip club at home. Look at Marlon's face. <laughs> so, apparently, there was a music video shot at Blueface's home um, where there was absolutely, positively no form of social distancing taking place at all. Um, and it shows the strippers getting into a football argument and screaming colorism as they fought as he just recorded for his Instagram for everyone's entertainment. Um, just when you thought the story was over, apparently, but wait, <laughs> there's more. Apparently, oh, one God. of those screens that they were being made fun of for their skin tone. And she got her wig snatched. Okay, so I really don't care about Blueface. Hate that I chose this story, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> I love when number I two. This. Colorism is real, even in the strip community. So that's unfortunate that that happened to that system. Uh, but other than that, I don't have shit for this story. Dina, thoughts, comments, concerns? Um, none. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Right. Right along. Well, before there was Robert, apparently Dev was Kurt. Um, recently it came out. Oh my god! (laughs) Apparently they're saying that Kurt. It came out that Kurt, quote unquote, had adopted Rashida and then eventually ended up marrying her. Um, and there's a video that surfaced where Rashida was 17 and claiming about a dude coming up to school, coming to pick her up, and apparently they said that was about Kurt. Um, they both got on their social media and denied the claim. Even the original tweet said, and I quote, Kurt adopted Rashida when Shorty was 15, started having relations with her as a legal parent, married her at 17 while he was 30. They've been together for 20 years. She had, He had seven kids. Two are hers. Why nobody compare her to Robert Kelly? That's not realistic. It's not. It's not first realistic. All, first of all, sis, what, 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 oh my God. So I, I, I adopt this girl and then she becomes my daughter. And then when she becomes of quote unquote legal age, then I marry her. So what do you like? Disadopt her? Like what? I, oh, people are so stupid. I just hate everybody. <laughs> Social but. media has given so many voiceless people of voice to say stuff that's just like loud and ignorant and not even right. It's like it's wrong. You loud and you wrong and it's just like you don't know these people at all. None. You probably not even the person in the cat in the photo. Like you're probably not even the, the person in the avatar. And you creating this whole damn narrative that takes off and goes viral. And these people got to take time out of their day to defend their relationship. Like, people are dying, Kim. <laughs> people are dying, Sharon. People are dying. 
People are dying, Kim. And you worried about whether this man adopted this woman and then decided to marry her after a certain age. Like, that's their business. If that is the case, if it's not the case, we know that ain't the case. But, you know, if that is their, let that be their business. Because their marriage and their adoption is not fucking helping the coronavirus. If you want to tweet something and go viral, let us t- tell me something that I don't know about the fucking coronavirus already. Like, let me know what's the death toll right now. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, the give real me something one, positive. One. Right. Like, not the shit that they keep reporting on the news every 20 minutes. Like, tell me something new. Don't tell me. Like, well, <sighs> well, let's report something hilarious. How about that as I close this out? Um, so, gentlemen, hi. Did anyone catch the Teddy Riley versus Babyface versus IG Live battle last night? I, I have not seen any of these battles, so I am completely um, lost on all this shit. I have not seen the battles, but I have seen Tony Braxton chiming in <laughs> a lot last night. That was the most I've seen her on Twitter in a very long time. And she was using memes and gifts. So I was just like, wow, they really got her upset. I seen um, the clip that Tamar did because Tamar was upset about it. Um a lot of artists were tuned into that live and even Babyface did like a little interview after and he was just like he wants to do it again once everything, you know, gets situated. It was from what I seen in the little clips that I saw, it was a lot of feedback and a lot of echoing going on and it was like a whole production and it just wasn't set up properly. Um, yeah, so... I watched it. I was mad hype as an R&B lover. I was dumb hyped to watch this one. And I was so disappointed. So, what ended up happening is Teddy, um, Ted, it was really Teddy's audio that was screwed up from the jump. Like, he basically, he had, it looked like he had close to 10 people in the actual studio with him. So, he had it was a produ- like a keyboard in front of him, a camera. Like of course, I think he had like an iPad, two microphones, a hype man in the back. It just it was so it was supposed to be. A- he wanted to be in production, but nobody thought to test the audio beforehand to ensure that it was correct. <laughs> so as the verses started, you just saw like everyone telling Teddy your echo, your echo. Like he was echoing bad. Like, it was bad. He was echoing. And, like, we heard Babyface clear as a bell. He was in the studio by himself. Like, nobody else was around. He was in his studio by himself. And, like, everyone just kept saying, you need to fix your audio. Like, the first time they decided to stop so he could fix his audio. And then some idiot decided to say start over. And he just ran with the idea to start over. They played, literally played the same three songs over again. And then they were telling him his audio was still screwed up. At this point, everyone's getting fed up. They had over 400 people, over 400,000 in this live. And literally, the second time this started, it dropped down to like 230. Like, people were leaving. It was, it was a disaster. And, like, of course, as you saw this morning, if you've been on social media, everybody is like, Teddy Riley have it. Now, yes, Teddy Riley is a legend, and I would never sit here and dispute that fact. However, the level of unprofessionalism 
that took place in that line. <laughs> oh my god! Torture to watch. I'm like, people waited. But like, why people wait all that extra for this? Like, wasn't Teddy Riley the person that was like talking a whole bunch of bullshit when people suggested that he go up for battle? That oh, this is about the artist, and I'm not gonna be doing all this shit, and I ain't making no money from this. Blah blah. Like, you did all that, and then. He got it. Please, please believe. I'm willing to bet you top dollar. These producers and songwriters are not doing this for free. They are getting a check. If from Instagram. From Instagram, or they're probably getting one from Swiss and, and Timberland, or they probably partnered with Instagram. But please believe you are not seeing this go on for free. They are getting something. So, with toast to when it will happen again. I don't know. Hopefully, it won't be as bad of a shit show as it was last night. Um, hopefully, Teddy will drop half the people in his studio. Because even Babyface was slightly throwing a little bit of shade up in there. He said, well, it's not me. He says, you know, I'm in here by myself. Social distancing. <laughs> Tony was asking, why doesn't the hype man have on a mask? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> hype man, the assistant, everyone helping him. Nobody in that studio had on a mask. Nobody. Oh my gosh. Yo, when are they like, going to throw the ladies into the ring? Like, I need to see somebody go up against Missy. It's They're not going to do that. It's nobody to go against Missy. Who you want to have to go against Missy? Candy? She's Candy. the only other lady. I mean, that, that would be a decent battle. Or Carrie Hilson. Or Esther Dean. I mean, two people, but two people need to go up against Missy because Missy has like <laughs> you, it Missy, got, Missy got hits, okay? Right. With an S, you know, with a Missy Elliott got the hits with a capital S. Well, they um, sticking like we, Sunday grits, okay? <laughs> not... scroll, that brings to a close with scroll on. Oof, shit! Now, now, That's a lot. Now. Now. Yes, now we will get into the thread. We are getting into our interview with the one and only Medino Green in the place to be. Paint the Uh, room green, honey. uh Yes, yes, indeed. Uh No, green is my favorite color. Uh Um, So... I have to start this interview off by saying I first discovered you um, by reading the interview with, oh my gosh, let me check because I got to get make sure I get this right. Um, your interview from 2015 with Mused, that's how I found you. Um, and reading up on you then, I was like, okay, this brother is doing good shit. So then that took me into my, like, my little SoundCloud endeavors. <laughs> Check you out then. I was like, bruh, got motherfucking skills. The flow is nasty. It's sick. It's dope. I love it. Um, yeah. And I need y'all to understand that Dino got a nasty, nasty flow. Like, the... The lyricism, the artistry is unmistakable. It is undeniable. You bitches can't take it. Y'all can't. Like, it's <laughs> untouched. I just can't. I can't do it. He takes me back 
to like that really good old school 90s hip hop, that knocking, that lyricism, that flow, it's all there if you don't know bitch let this be your introduction and let y'all go forward with this the brother is on fire he got what it takes so i'm gonna start it off by saying that <laughs> all right yeah let's get into this oh. interview and start asking you some questions so the children can know what's going on with dino green so um let me reference my notes really quick um, <laughs> reference to reference yes um let me first start <laughs> off by um, well, first, let's give you the opportunity to kind of like tell us about. Formally introduce um, yourself. Yes, formally introduce yourself. Tell us about your journey into the rap game, like your start. Let's start there. Help the people understand who Medino Green is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing music when I was like 14. Um, it started when I was like, you know, transitioning from middle school to high school i had to do like the whole summer school thing because i wasn't you know passing like i should have been so it kind of just it stemmed from like hanging out with the kids in summer school because you know we all bad so it started you know like hanging around them and then like them doing music and then me just being like you know i want to be like one of the boys because i think around that time i was realizing that i am much different from them internally like the way they go after women like i'm not really like i don't know i felt at first i was telling myself like maybe you're just a late bloomer it'll happen but then i'm just like i really got a thing for masculine energy maybe i'm gay then it was just like okay well if you are gay be gay on the inside but not on the outside because it was like a struggle so it was kind of like just do what you see the other boys do and they'll just you know believe it and run with it so for a long time i was kind of just like in the closet with everything but i really just got hip to the music um i've always been like a big fan of music but you know kind of just like sitting down and focusing to try to be like one of the boys is kind of what made me like stay straight with it. Um, and then once I got to high school, it was kind of just like, all right, I'm going to do this. Like, we're not going to play around. You know, I went to a high school that was like not in the hood. So it was like, I have to present myself a certain way. But then I'm just like, these people don't know me. So I could be whoever I want to be. I walked in that fucking high school and I was just like, fuck this math class. Who wants to rap? You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> just what it was. So I pretty much like made a name for myself in high school doing that. Um, and then it was like another high school, aviation high school um, in Long Island City that was like right next to my high school. So when we got out, they got out. So it was like twice the kids. And it was like this little McDonald's that everybody would go to after school. So. I would go to that McDonald's, they'd be banging on the tables in McDonald's and my little ass coming in there rapping. Everybody thinks I'm like really big. I'm only five, six. So, you know, to see me, you know, to see my little ass push through a crowd and start rapping, everybody's like, yo, this kid got so much fucking talent. Meanwhile, I'm gay as hell on the inside. Don't nobody know nothing. I told myself, I'm going to drop out of high school. I'm going to get signed to Bad Boy. That was the thing. Because I didn't know that Bad Boy was a thing now than it was back then. But that was, like, one of my dreams to be, like, 
signed to Bad Boy, when he did the whole making the band with the rappers, you had to be like 18. I couldn't even be on the show because I was a damn minor. So I was like so upset about that. But I was like, yo, I want to be signed to Bad Boy. That was my goal. I wanted to have all the fly shit. When I turned 16, I told my parents, I want a fur coat for my 16th birthday. Like, y'all going to dress me the fuck up. Like, I'm going to be that motherfucker. That's what it was. And fortunately, you know, my dreams didn't pan out the way they should have. Barely made out of the high school, you know, trying to pursue music. Um, But I did get a diploma, so thank God for that. Um, I did pursue music afterwards, and then I kind of just, like, started coming into contact with people like myself that that were openly gay and did do the whole music thing. So I kind of just, like you know, was peeking to see what the scene was like. And then I was just like, all right, fine, we're going to do that. So that's when I like officially made my introduction as like an out rapper when I turned 18. Um, I think there's a video of me on YouTube um, performing in front of like Shade 45 with um, DJ K-Slay. Um, there was okay. like a show that was going on um, back then. There was a guy, his name is Khalil Armani, I think, and he's still relevant. He was writing for Straight Stunting Magazine, which is K-Slay Magazine. Um, he was doing articles on artists and he wanted to do like a spread for gay rappers in this magazine. So there were other artists that were of legal age that can obviously go to this building and, you know, perform for him. So that's what they did. Like they had a whole segment and it was some gay rappers there. Fortunately, I was not able to go. Um, so I stayed outside and I just performed outside and then that was it. That was pretty much my introduction. And now we're here. <laughs> All right. So um really like random ass question. Where did the name Medino Green come from? So I went through a phase of names before I kind of went with Medino Green. Before I was Medino Green, I went by this name called J Teflon because my Hmm. real name is Joshua. So I just took the J out of that. And then I guess Teflon was kind of like the type of a bulletproof vest. So it was just like, you know, make the name street. So that's what it was. That's where I kind of got that from. Um, But I'm such like a huge fan of Biggie and his song, Sky is the Limit. He did quote, um, nickname Medina um, and make him tell my Ninas or something like that. I can't think of it at the time. But the nickname Medina to me, I thought it was unique, but I also know it was like a Spanish name and in Spanish culture, the N-A is normally like girl and N-O is boy. So I was just like, well, why don't I take the A out and put an O and make it Medino instead of Medina? And then I'm just like, I like the color green. So why not green? Green is money. So that's how that name Uh came about. But then I realized that someone had the name Medina Green already. So I had to like separate the names from showing up whenever people would, you know, like try to do the search. Um, And then I just went through a phase of names. I changed my name to like Prince Sinai at some point. Then it was Thriller Minx. But I think everybody agreed like Medina Green is the name to stick to because it just fits. So I'm just like, all right, cool. I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Let me see. What do I want to ask next? Um, 
So, for those of you that might not be aware, Medino just dropped an EP. GRN, Green, whatever, and Wetnet. Um, the EP mm-hmm. is motherfucking fire. Y'all have to take a listen. It is on Apple Music. Um, I believe it's on all streaming platforms. Is that right, Medina? Yes, it is. It's even on TikTok and it's on Facebook and it's on um, Instagram as well. I didn't realize Sweet that, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's <okay>. Nice. So, <clears throat> so I wanted to ask you, what inspired the music from your new EP? Um, because I listened to it, it's definitely fire. My favorite tracks, I'm just putting it out there right now, is All I Know and Mr. Big Bag is my shit. Everybody love loves track. Mr. It's so Big Bag. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> so dope. So I just wanted to get the inspiration behind the EP, like what inspired you, what drove you to write these specific tracks for this EP. Like, tell us about that a little bit more. So I just dropped a mixtape um, in August of 2019, The Carry. So, yeah. I, <laughs> so I wanted to do something different. And a lot of people, they hit me up and they're just like, yo, I want to support your music. Like, I want to buy your music. I'm a SoundCloud artist, so I've lived, my whole entire discography lives on SoundCloud. There's certain excuse me, there's certain songs on my SoundCloud that have been removed for copyright reasons. But, you know, like my entire discography is on there. I wanted to do something where people that want to support me can actually do that. So I created the Green Project. Um, there was a, there's two producers that I worked with or that made beats. I reached out to them um, and they were just like, you know, we like what you do. So, you know, we'll work with you. Got the beats. You know, and then I just pretty much put them together. I wanted to make a different sound because a lot of people tell me, like, I have that 90s feel to it. And I love that about myself as an artist. Like, I love that whole 90s flow that I have. But I know we need to shape shift with music because music is changing. So, you know, do something that's current, but still kind of like stay true to who you are as an artist. So that's where those came from. Um, The all I know was pretty much just like, this is all I know how to do at this point. I'm at a place where, you know, getting money and keeping these niggas mad is the only thing that I know how to do. So that's, you know, that's what that came from. Mr. Big Bad, I literally wrote that song in my underwear with my door closed, walking, pacing around in a circle. Because once that beat dropped, I was just like, oh, I was like, yes, yo, I was just like, yo, I cannot let this pass. I'm like, yo, I have to do something to this. So, you know, I wrote that real quick. It took me a month to write the whole entire project only because I am considered an essential worker working for Massachusetts in New Hampshire. So, you know, my Monday to Fridays are already booked with work. But the only free time that I have is on the weekend if I'm not sleeping, eating, beating my dick, playing video games, whatever. So I made time to just like, you know, let me knock these songs out. It took me four hours to record the entire project in the studio. And it took my engineer like six hours to mix everything down. And I was just like, put it up online. I'm done. Like, let them just let them just eat that. And then before the quarantine happened, I had already started part two. So part two for Green is already done. And being that we've been locked in for the past, I don't know, it's been like a month now. 
I already have another mixtape that's already done, but it's just strictly freestyles. I've been premiering some of the freestyles on my um, Instagram page, you know, just doing 16s. But there's other verses that I've done that I haven't done little videos for. So once this whole quarantine shit lifts and it's a, it's free to go outside, y'all gonna get a whole lot of music out of me because that's all I've been doing. Like a whole <laughs> lot of music. I have nothing else to do and nothing but time and, and, and freedom on my hands to make this happen. Dig it, dig it, dig it. That's what's up. Okay. Um, so in reference to our show, so I believe it was last week we had um, Terry Toro on. The week before. TV. The, the week, week before. before last? What a damn, this time is just melting together. I can't fucking <laughs> <laughs> But uh, your single, Hot Boys, was actually featured on Love at First yes. Night's playlist. Yes. Which is really <laughs> fucking dope. So can you tell us a little bit about how that collaboration came to be and, you know, what that whole process was like? I love the whole Slay Family TV um, group. Like, I really love them. Um, so I knew they were doing, like, Love at First Night. And I'm just like, yo, I have to get my music on there because it was around the time that the Carrie uh, mixtape was dropping. And on their very first episode of Love at First Night, at the end, um, they premiered my song Good Dick with Bryant. So I was just like, okay, since I, like, opened... <laughs> <laughs> since i opened up like their show with that track i'm just like this is going to be the last season that we get from them i have to give them something so i was yes. speaking with um i was speaking with kyle um the guy that plays spencer like you know yes. and he was just like you know we're you know we're taking submissions for music you know submit your music and we'll go from there so i submitted him some stuff and i was just like you know here is the single hot boys i want to push that it's a summer song i feel like everybody can relate to it and you know that was that and the next thing i know he was just like check out this episode you're on it and i'm just like ah the stars have yes. aligned Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, that is fucking and I wanted dope. to do Slay Fest 2020, but they said that Slay Fest 2020 is like postponed right now because of the whole Corona thing. I really wanted to perform that for them. So I have a question, and this is completely different from Marlon's. I'm good for a random question to the guests. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you feel about queer artists being boxed when it comes to having lyrics that are considered sexual? Hmm. Uh, I feel like everybody is selling what they know will will grab people's attention. I feel Mm -hmm. like if you if you're considered handsome to the gay community you can talk about all the sexual shit in the world and they will eat it right up. But let you be ugly, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to see it. They're not trying to hear it. They muting you and tuning you out. I think right now we live in a climate where the whole city girl mentality is trending. So a lot of gay rappers are... Uh, transitioning to that or you know just trying to rap like that to kind of like stay current with the times and it's cute to make songs like that you know we all make songs like that but I think 
you know, because there's not enough um, representation for the craft itself, we don't get to see that often. There's artists like myself that really take time to write stuff out and make sure the dots connect when you hear it, but we don't get that recognition because not every song gotta, you know, be about my ass being wet <laughs> or <laughs> sitting on the damn face. Like, not every song has to be like that. I feel like as an artist, you need to have versatility. And a lot of artists don't have versatility. They just have the ability mm. to make, a, you know, they're just a one-trick pony. And it's okay to be a one-trick pony because there's some people that will never get tired of seeing that show. But right. for someone who really adores the craft, you know, cold-heartedly, it's kind of just like, after a while, I'm just like, okay, can we come up with something else? Like, w- what else can we do? You know, like, let me throw you this DMX beat and see what you can do with it. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, but we're not getting that. Right. I'm not saying that I'm the only artist doing it, because I'm sure there's other artists that are doing it. But from what I can see in the range that I have, there aren't other artists doing, you know, they're not rapping over these old school beats and, you know, doing whatever it is that I'm doing, which is cool because they might not find that appeasing. They might just be like, oh, that's not my style. That's perfectly fine. But overall, I just feel like, you know, people are selling what they know is going to grab people's attention. And that's all. It becomes like a mental thing where it's just like, well, since this is selling, this is all I'm going to sell, you know, but eventually it's just like you kind of got to give us something out show us versatility it's almost just like if you the loudest one in the room you could be loud that's cool but when everybody shut up and they start looking at you you got to give me more give me more than just that Hmm. you you wanted people to look at you we looking at you now you know i see so many artists come up and go viral based off of the type of music that they putting out you know all this you know, niggas twerking, ass shaking and all of that. That's cool. You got the whole world looking at you now. Do something else. You know what I'm saying? Give, Show them that we actually rap. We not just about what y'all saying because eventually it just becomes repetitive and then it's just like, okay, whatever. Every time I hear the term gay rapper, I'm just like, oh God, here we go again. Like, it's just like, I'm not getting nothing else. So it's kind of just like we at a point where, you know, the whole City Girls thing that works for some artists. And, you know, there's some artists that actually rap. Some of us have the whole mulatto style when it comes to music. Some of us, you know, we just do our own thing. But, you know, the sexual content, we know it grabs people's attention. You know, when you talk about your dick, when you talk about your ass, when you talk about your throat, whatever, that you gargle peanut butter, whatever. Like, (laughs) people want to hear that. Like, they want to hear that. And they want (laughs) to, like, they want to hear it. It's hard to gargle peanut butter, ladies and gentlemen, especially if it's chunky. You just want to put that out there. Continue. (laughs) But if you got a good throat, then you'll be okay. So. (laughs) Ow. but you know that's whatever you know people are doing to kind of like real people in i feel like go for go for it 
but go for it and also keep in mind that when people are paying attention to you give us something else don't just be a one-trick pony because that show we already seen it before we've seen it years ago before you got here so now we need to see something else everybody wants to have this i'm a bad girl mentality i'm a bad bitch mentality all my niggas is pretty like that's cool but can you rap because y'all are not rapping. Y'all are just putting together cute songs for us to dance to in the club. But if I throw a microphone in front of you and tell you to give me something hard right now, all you're going to do is tell me that your ass is wetter than the ocean. And I ain't trying to hear that. Well, you bitches well. here first. I have been waiting for somebody to say that. Thank you, Mr. Grade. Go fuck <laughs> that like, was, I, I want to hear something else. Listen. Mm. The girls weren't ready. Um, so, uh, my, <laughs> my next my question pearl. for you. <laughs> uh-huh, next um, my next question for you would be, and I'm going to do like two more and then we're going to be done with it because I could just ask you questions all day. But uh, so, like, you've been in the rap game for a minute now, like, since you were a teenager all the way up until now. So, what are some of your favorite tracks that you've ever written? Like, I think about um, the tracks that I appreciate the most. Some of my favorites, The Carry, Good Dick is awesome. Y'all got to find that shit. Flex and my other favorite, Shit Talking. Y'all have to hear Shit Talking. That is my motherfucking choke. <laughs> Everything, get into it. But what are some of your favorite tracks that you've ever written? Um, I would have to say um, Good Dick is up there with... You know, the top tracks right now. My favorite is Mr. Big Bad. I think it kind of just like placed the stamp like he's here. Um, yes, I think. Uh, what else have I done? I like my song 10 Mac Commandments. I felt like that should have been yes. a lot better. Um, 10 Mac Commandments definitely like did the whole rules one to 10, no fuck boy zone type of shit. Um, yes. What else do I have? I have some freestyles that I really went off on. I would have to really check my discography because it's kind of long. <laughs> so yes, it is. Um, it is lengthy. Um, let me see. Queens get the money off of my um carry EP. I thought that was good. Um, okay. All by myself. I think that was one of a you know a good song that I did. Um, I did a song called Unity on like my first introductory to being a gay artist on my M23 project. I did that over um, Queen Latifah's Unity thing. I think that one was like one of my best songs because it gets people uh-huh. to like really uh-huh. listen. Like he's not just you know always rapping about this. He's actually saying something for people to listen to. So, yeah. You know, Queen, for, as a Jersey native, Queen has a special place in my heart. I'm going to have to look it up because that's just yes, that's, that's not right. First that's of all, right. the M23 project <laughs> is fucking dope. Y'all better get into it. SoundCloud will tell you all you need to know about Mr. Green. So definitely get into all of that. Um, all right. So another question for you that I wanted to ask you. What are some non-hip hop music artists that influence you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to at this list. Okay, right. so first and foremost, Auntie Mary. Yes, she inspires uh, me. I can, I get and that. And she inspires me because it takes me to a different place 
with music. I have another project. Aside from the Green Part 2 and the little freestyle mixtape, I was working on a project called Love Me Not, which pretty much like talks about my past experiences and relationships. And mm. it comes from a perspective of, you know, you loving someone, them not loving you enough, or you not realizing that you love them enough, or them breaking your heart, or you breaking their heart. You know, all the stuff that mm. we go through as gay black men in relationships in our community today. So, mm. like, listening to that old stuff, it really inspires me to do that. So I have tracks for that. Um, and they, you know, they just stem from all the past relationships and, you know, the stuff that I've been through with these niggas. And, um, you know, (laughs) you know, just that stuff. Um, I'm going to say Auntie Mary, um, Keisha Cole, her first album, The Way It Is, um, definitely. And I think, uh, which one was it? Her second album, um, What's just the like the second apple, just like you. Yes, that one was good. Mary Share My World, all time favorite. And the tour album was really good. My mother used to play that shit all the time when I was growing up. Um, so, Let's who else see. do I have? Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. her Back to Black album was really like one of those <laughs> albums that I just like. I'm taste so mad that she passed. Man. You are hearing taste. Right now. Taste. <laughs> like I was, I was so devastated when she passed because I was just like, "Yo, how could she do that?" You know. Um, Tink, I'm like really big on Tink, even though she's like borderline yeah. rapping, but she gives me like her R&B side is like mad dope. Um, yes. Chicago, what up, Tink? I love you, girl. <laughs> I was thinking about part-time love as soon as she said that. um who else is on my list um of course i listen to people like rihanna and you know beyonce those are all like the normal people that we typically listen to but i kind of just try to go for artists that are famous but they're not too famous carrie hilson is one of those artists that i do listen to um her album no boys allowed really um was really good. Like it was it was really good. Um, it was a bop. Let me see who I have in my dis- in my little music joint because I'll be sitting here listening to music, going through emotions that I don't even have. Like I'm not even <laughs> That's when you know the music is good. Like when you can listen to the music and you could be like, bitch, I felt that. But I ain't got no nigga, so what am I feeling? You know what I mean? Like that's the shit. Oh my gosh, I can't. Like, that's the type of shit that I want to hear. My Apple iTunes is not installing. That's dead. But, um, yeah, like, I just, I be, I listen to, like, um, who else is out there that I really be listening to? She just put out an album, and I have it. I be listening to, like, some, like, who the fuck? Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. One more. Okay. Summer Walker. She's one of them. <laughs> Summer Walker. Which, like her first album, um, Over It is really good. I really like that. Janae's last album. It was ten songs on there that I like I fell in love with. Um, who do I who else do I have? Kalani, she makes good music. Um, I'm listening to one twelve. Flow a tree. Okay. Okay. Um, Dig that. 
The crazy part with me and Summer Walker, I'll take clear over over it. Clear what to me was better than over it. And that's just a, that's just my opinion. I prefer it clear because it just was it was soulful. We don't have to talk about that. I'm listening to Dave Hollister. Um, <laughs> I love a Chicago native. Thank you. We're um, big. I'm listening to Troop. Um, Come on, Troop. See, okay. All right. Um, okay. Horace, okay. You know Horace Brown? Um, Horace Brown. Uh, my, disag- my iTunes library is like flooded with like a bunch of 90s artists. Which is not a bad thing, but no, it's not. But it takes me; it segues into me into my next and last question for you, Dino, um, because your influences are very, very prevalent in your music. Like, even as you evolve from like M twenty three up until Green, right now, like um, the beats might change, production might even change, um, your flow might evolve but it's very consistent so like all of your influences all of the things that you name because i've listened to your music before like you said it i'm like i can hear mary i hear keisha cole like i can hear the summer walker in there so my question to you is who are give me three of your dream collaborations that you want to have before you leave this earth like three people that you like i want to collab with these three before i catch the corona and have to leave this earth i want to oh my god knock on wood (laughs) um the first person that i would say is i really want to do a song with auntie mary i don't know what it is like Mm-hmm. Like she has to give me something. I don't even care if it's adverbs. Like just give me something. <laughs> give me something. Um, who else? I want to do something with Fabulous, even though he's considered rap. Like he's one of the guys that I listen to as artists. Um, so I want to do something with Fabulous. And I think the last one I would have to say Little Kim, only because she, you know, opened that door for us to be comfortable with our sexuality. So, yes. you know, it's more so a respect thing rather than a popularity thing with me. It's kind of just like these are people that they've been doing this for a long time. They've, you know, they've kind of evolved with the culture, regardless of how they sound now, regardless of where they are in their lives now. Like, those are the people that I would want to say, I did a song with this person and here it is. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. It would have been Biggie on the list, but of course he's not here today. So, you know, um, but yeah, I would I would definitely do a song with Kim just for the culture because a lot of us grew up, you know, singing Big Mama thing. So we owe it to her. <laughs> like, we owe it to her. diamonds in my ring? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like we definitely owe it to her because her opening line to the world i used to be scared of the dick that's now every gay man that's, like that's every it, gay like man a real bitch story has like, a hunch to janet jack janet jack me <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. yeah so that's i would big. you know i would definitely do it for the culture with that one for fab it's just because like i'm a shit talker and he's very flashy i'm very flashy so it's like i want to do something with him and it and mary just because like she really brings that soul out 
You know, like we have people like Chaka Khan and them that can do that. But it's something about Mary. And I guess it's because I'm a 90s baby. So growing up in the 90s era, she pretty much dominated it with her voice. And it was just like everything she sang. We was eight years old going through a heartbreak. I don't know nothing about no damn heartbreak, but Mary singing, I'm going down. Like, I'm going down too. Shit. You know what I mean? So... But that's why I'm just like, you For know, real. certain songs, they just, you know, we didn't appreciate them back then because we ain't know nothing about them back then because we was growing up. Now that we much older, we just like, bitch, you was going through that too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now it's just like, we here now. Like, we connected on a different level. I want that now. You know what I'm saying? So that's, so it would definitely be Mary. For that, just Stay for that reason, they ain't here no nowhere near the age of eighteen. Talking about so she said it's your child, like girl, what? Right, <laughs> like really messed me up. Not they gonna really cry. I don't even have a man to cry. I'm like, put it out there. It messed me up. <laughs> Done. <laughs> How could you get that? Your old question is like, listen for real. She she really gave us songs that. You know, being younger, you just be like, she's singing, and I don't know what the hell she's singing about, but she's singing. And then you get older, you experience those things. And you be like, damn, Mary went through this? Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You start relating more with an artist like that. I really relate to a lot of old Mary. Her new stuff is good, but, like, that old Mary, like, that's timeless. Like, it is yeah. timeless. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Dope shit. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Dino, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate you being here. No problem. Uh, close uh, out. Talk, before we get... say, huh? Yo, great. Good sign. What happened? What happened? Uh, what break. happened? What I do? Uh, what happened? You you just jumping all types of the head. I was you about stop. to go into what I know you're about to say. Oh, then you say it. Don't don't do that again. Thank you. No, don't you do that again. Y'all see. Don't Everybody that, that listens to us knows <laughs> that me and Lonnie that always argue it. It's because we love each other. It's fine. Anyway, as I was saying, okay. y'all, we got to get into these mental health tips for the week. Thank you, yeah. sir. Don't you <laughs> <Yes>. fucking start. <laughs> so, um, at the end of every episode, we give our mental health tips for the week. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it off. We will let... Lonnie, you go first, and then Medina will follow, and then I'll go last. So, Lonnie, what's your mental health tip for the week? That's why I did it. I have a two-part mental health tip. First thing first, um, wash y'all nasty-ass hands. We're going to start there. (laughs) I was thinking that. I was going to say wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to go with this. Um, Yes, if you're starting to experience cabin fever... Grab your mask, your gloves, and take you a slight walk around, okay? Um, just make sure, because it's definitely a lot of people that are going through cabin fever, a lot of anxiety with all the level of certainty of things going around. Please get out your house, turn off the news, go for a walk, but please be responsible. Make sure you got your mask, your gloves, whatever may have you. Just take care of yourself along with your mental health. Health. Make sure you go outside. Do something for you. I don't care if it's just for a good 15, 20 minute walk. Do something to say, I got out the damn house today. And please, when you come, and please, when you come back in, please, turn on the water. And we'll put wash your hand soap in your hand. And wash your goddamn hands. I'm not going to say it no more. <laughs> 20 seconds for more. 
Get up under the motherfucking fingernails. Matter of fact, cut them hoes down. Yeah. They're supposed to be short right now anyway. Cut them down. Okay. <laughs> what? Cut them hoes down. That's all I got. Dino, what you got for us? What you got? Uh, a mental health tip for this week. Check on your friends. Check on yes. your friends. Send mom a text. Send dad a text. FaceTime, video chat, Zoom. Your friends, just check on your people. Make sure everybody's like, good. Make sure everybody's in a good mental space. Talk about something, you know, reminisce on a good family memory or something like that. Like, just check on your friends and wash your fucking hands. That's it. <laughs> wash your fucking hands. Wash your fucking hands. That's it. That's <laughs> 20 seconds or more, bitches. Do that shit. Here's my mental health tip. Oh Lord. Oh, oh wait, I got another one. Go um ahead. stop buying up the jeans online because I can't shop if y'all niggas is buying all the jeans. Like I can't <laughs> let that go. Like I can't. Like I so pissed. I went shopping. I tried to buy some stuff. They didn't ship my shit for three days because they wanted to refund me money back because the jeans were out of stock. They were not on. They were not out of stock when I purchased them. They were not out of stock when y'all took my fucking money. So now you telling me I gotta wait three days for y'all to process my order to tell me that the jeans are not in stock? Where y'all niggas going to buy jeans? Y'all ain't going nowhere. Y'all in the house. Leave some jeans for the people that want to buy jeans. That's all. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. I fucking love it. Yo. All right. So here's my mental health tip for this week. Uh-huh. As an essential worker, I work in a liquor store. Let all me right. tell you, raggedy hoes, something. Fuck all you bitches that are coming out to buy liquor, and I'm going to tell you why. Understand, bitch, I am putting my life on the line for your dirty ass to come in here and buy up all my motherfucking gin vodka and everything else. Don't you come in here with no motherfucking attitude, bitch. You are here and I'm giving you a service, hoe, and you're going to be nice to me. Because while your dirty ass is on the other side of this plexiglass, plexiglass giving me fever for no fucking reason, I don't have to be here. I can go my ass home and take my two motherfucking weeks and quarantine myself and you won't have shit. Be kind to your essential workers. Cause we don't have to do this shit, bitch. We are risking our lives every day while you dirty motherfuckers come outside after not washing your ass. Cause you bitches are not washing your ass every day now that you know that you don't have to go outside. You bitches just sitting inside and all your stank and you coming and you standing in front of me and you buying this motherfucking fifth of Hennessy, bitch. And you know you ain't got the motherfucking money but you want to give me attitude about this shit. Fuck you, ho, being nice to me. I don't have to do this shit for you. I don't. There's somebody that's going to see this. I don't give a shit. The (laughs) store closes at 8 home. Get your ass there before 7.30 because there's a line outside. We're only letting 50 of you hoes in at a time. Make sure you get here on time. You bitches are not working every day. And if you are, you're off at by at least 3 o'clock. Get your ass to the store before 7.30 so I can get my ass home before curfew. Thank you so much. Stop fucking with my life. 
be nice to me. Be nice to everybody. Be nice to the motherfuckers that is delivering your food. Fuck all this contactless shit. I done heard about you bitches putting out tips on the Uber Eats and then taking that shit back when a bitch leave your shit. Fuck you, ho. I don't have to do this shit. Your Pizza Hut can stay in the oven, ho. Be fucking nice. People are out here doing their absolute best to continue their lives and to serve you while you are sitting in your house with the shit from yesterday still in the crack of your ass, bitch. Be nice. Be fucking nice. Stop being a dick to essential workers. We are all struggling right now. Don't be a fucking dick. All right? Use your motherfucking ivory, bitch. Wash your ass and wash your hands and hand that bitch $10 that just brought you your motherfucking Jimmy John's hoe. Don't do that shit. Be nice. Be fucking nice. And that's all I got. First of all, I don't appreciate that. It was very pointed. <laughs> that tone was very pointed. I was like, whoever came in at 8.05 is going to see this and be like, oh, snap. <laughs> First of all, them bitches ain't making it to my store at 8.05 because we closing at 7.58. The store closed, the entire store closes at 8, ho. If you ain't back there buying your motherfucking teleport at 7.55, you ain't getting shit. Know that. Bye. But Sir, I'm coming to make my electric lemonade. You gonna let me in this store? I'm going to give you two because you just tried to give me two, and that's just how this is gonna go. And, and what I'm saying to you, bitch, is that today. you know, in your electric lemonade, you you need your motherfucking blue curacao and your skybaka. So don't come in looking at the motherfucking Hennessy and the sangria, bitch. You came in for electric lemonade. Get your shit and get the fuck out, cause I gotta go home. Shut your mouth. Anywho, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Dino, you tell so us where we can much. find you on the interwebs before we leave. Where can they find you on the Instagrams and SoundClouds? Where can they find you and your music? Y'all gonna find me on Oprah's internet, on Beyonce's internet, on everybody's internet. <laughs> you can find me on um soundcloud uh soundcloud.com backslash medino green you can find me on instagram at medino green um you can add me on facebook same thing medino green online um for my personal page um and i think it's medino green music for my music page and you can follow me on twitter as well because i talk a lot of shit on twitter as well um at medino green and um yeah it's all medino green um m-e-d-i-n-o-g-r-e-e-n like the Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out to be here and popping shit with us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. It's been real. Yes. And with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. We will be popping shit with you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Bye.